You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as Helmut Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the Engine Breaking F1 podcast. Boom. Hello. It is us, the Engine Breaking podcast. We have made it to episode 42 that translates to the Brazil Grand Prix of 2023. Ooh, wasn't it exciting? Uh, I actually didn't mind it, to be honest. I didn't hate it either, but uh, 42 episodes, we've done it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Engine Breaking Podcast, your source for unfiltered fraudulence and maybe a little bit of wheel knowledge, possibly, possibly. Mm. I think so. I think so. Honestly, I know we, we always give it the uh, bunch of frauds, but you know, I, I feel like between the both of us, uh, I think I think we got it handled, and we'll have some interesting conversations about the world of Formula One. Insight into what's happening. Uh, your favorite trackside toilet reviews. Uh, we don't have any updates for toilet reviews for this episode, but hey, hey, why not? No, if it's anything like everything else that happened at Brazil, they probably got blown away. So <laughs> I remember one year after the race when they opened the, the security. So after the Grand Prix opened, not not taking a piss, but the the Sao Paulo circuit is in a, not a particularly. Uh, affluent area affluent that's the word yeah yeah there's a, a little bit of uh stuff happening around there and one year after the race there were people coming in and just taking the the new porcelain commodes out of the place like yep that's my new toilet yeah we're that's, out of here that's the time. souvenir you want a toilet yeah, for exactly. an F1 track exactly lewis hamilton full hover squatted over this one anyway let's let's uh what, what do we got today we've got a little bit of news we're going to go through the brazilian grand prix we're just off the back of a triple header how you feeling uh i ain't gonna lie i'm done I, yeah. i'm, I'm uh, welcome welcoming the week off honestly i'm i'm a little bit cooked after a, a double header triple header was a bit much but hey hey we keep moving uh we'll go we'll go through the brazilian grand prix we got a little bit of general motorsport news i think that's a good format we got like we're not super active in other motorsports in terms of analysis and commentary but we do like to uh observe it from a distance we can keep talking about it um but yeah let's let's get into it what do we got on motorsport news oh motorsport news this one is hot off the press uh, oh yeah <laughs> that was a bunch of vankers <laughs> Uh, Haas have basically decided to start suing everyone and uh, and to begin this process they are now asking the FIA to uh, review the results of the United States Grand Prix in regards Gene, to the, Gene I can fix this yeah all the track limits infringements that uh, were there and not correctly penalised and uh, I don't know it's a real mess um, so far I believe it's Red Bull Aston and Williams have been summoned right yeah that's that's what I've heard. So I think the, there's a hearing, a ch little chinwag about it tomorrow. You see what it did there, a little chinwag? I feel like Tomo. Uh, we're, not, we're not stealing your chinwag, Tomo, don't worry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get Gene's point at the same time. It's like, you, you said you're going to police this, and we've got video footage because you can see everybody's on boards. It's like, for example, there was pictures of Perez like completely over the apex of turn six. I don't see what they have to win out of it. So, I mean, I mean, for if Aston, yeah, if there's a couple points to be had in their championship, that is big money for a team like Haas that's been surpassed by everyone because they can qualify well but can't race for shit. So, I see it. Yeah, points make prizes, or however they say. So they're fighting. <laughs> they're fighting hard for every one they can get. 
Stupid games for stupid people. Is that a quote? <laughs> that is that's applicable as well. Yes. <laughs> no, nobody's stupid, but no, I, I get it completely. But uh, because Aston are so good at Austin, mm, oof. But um, here's we've got some. I mean, that's that's the typical fraud watch for the FIA and Haas and everybody else involved in that. But we've got some motorsport history made this weekend in the WEC eight hours of Bahrain. We do indeed, yeah. So the Iron Dames made uh, endurance racing history at the eight hours of Bahrain. Uh, it's this, me clapping. Yeah, yeah. The squad of uh, Michelle Gatting, Sarah Bovey, and Rahel Frey took their first WEC win in the final ever LMGTM category. So good for them. And it wasn't a gifted win either, right? This was on merit. This wasn't like a, was it someone said it wasn't a Fugazi uh, victory either. So. <laughs> but like, no, put it in perspective, like the first all women squad win in a WEC race. That's, that is pretty badass. And I, did they not finish second overall in the championship in LMGTEM? Yeah, I believe I believe they did. Yeah, LMGT. Yeah, no, um, I believe they did. That's yeah, freaking awesome. Uh, also, big dubs to uh, Sebastian Bumi and the crew on the uh, Toyota taking the overall and the dub in the WEC. Yes, I saw that. I'm gonna see if we can get Seb. I th- I'm gonna see if Seb will come on the podcast. We'll just have to like maybe get a couple beers, Heineken Zeros. Yeah, I'll just I'll change the labels out. We can fraudulently get him on here. I reckon Seb would do it. But um, dude, that's super cool. And to your point, your question in the notes here, are we going to talk about WEC a little bit more next year? I think we should. Yeah, the uh, tickets for the LM24 now, general sale as well. Just, mm. just saying. Uh, if anybody's listening here and they would like to host Dan and I and we can fill your hospitality suite with fraudulence and maybe give you some little bit of inside motorsport knowledge, we'll definitely eat your catering budget up. Yeah. We know a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we know a thing about catering, guys. Get us in. <laughs> We're, uh, I saw um, a, cu- a couple doing the rounds. It was, uh, I saw Ryan and Buzzy and a couple of other people talking about favorite catering outlets around um, racing circuits. So I, oh, I, think yeah. there's, I think there's a little bit of content to be done there. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon we could probably do that. But but back back on the serious point to put some proper respect on it. That is super super fucking cool seeing uh, an all women's crew getting a huge dub like that in, in WAC. Yeah. Just being you know it's like there's there's so many young girls and young women seeing that they're like, hey, I didn't know this now, but I would like to be a race car driver, a race car engineer, whatever. I, I want to be in motorsport because they see people and they're like, right, if they can do it, I can do it too. So. I'm looking forward to that and uh, for not for discussion for now, but for another time to see what happens with Formula One Academy and all of the things that come before, more importantly, I believe, and then yeah. after F1 Academy. So yep. what about, I mean, we've, we've talked about Haas, we've talked about WEC, let's talk about IndyCar Ooh. and Formula One at the same time-ish. Yeah, let's talk about IndyCar. Let's specifically talk about everyone's uh, favorite Frenchman. Roman big jeans. Uh, yeah, Roman big jeans. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, he's joining, I'm going to butcher this, Junk, Junkus Hollinger? Hollinger? Ah, there we yeah. go. I've just lost all of our American audience um, for the 2024 IndyCar season. But right, this is fresh off the back of uh, trying to sue Andretti, right? Because yeah. didn't, he, uh, didn't he launch a legal action oh, against my- Andretti for getting dropped? 
Yeah, some like all sorts of stuff. But yeah, he's replaced. But my impression was that Calamillet was like very well regarded as well. And it's like, how is this dude out of his seat for Papa Gross jeans? Yes. Uh, now I looked into this. Now apparently, um, it may have something to do with the fact there was a bit of a uh, interteam. Oh, oh the wheel banging, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of interteam inter uh, bust up. Isn't isn't this in like all of uh, Matey Boy's social media? He basically was getting death threats for a little bit of wheel banging. Basically, yeah, that is that is how I understood it. So I think it was a case of keeping the peace. You're out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. Um, oh. So yeah, no it sucks for Callum, um, but Grosjean's going to be a busy boy, right? Because he's also signed up for Lamborghini as a factory driver for them new uh, IMSA hybrid GTP. Ooh! So uh, yeah, he's going to be. I mean, I'm sure he can, but he's going to be busy balancing that about. I mean, I'm uh, here's me complaining again on Twitter about 24 races and triple headers, and and Grosjean's just happy to be racing anything he can get his hands on. Mate, we can't even manage a single episode a week on a podcast and full-time jobs. Like, what What hope have we got for... I don't have a full-time job. All right. All right. I'll remind you of that next time. I'll say, oh, yeah, your little part-time job. Yeah, exactly. Just a little part-time uh, destruction of my entire existence and soul. Yeah, no big deal. That's no big spirit. deal as well. Um... Let's get into Brazil, man. It's time for the 2023 Brazilian Grand Prix. Can I first start off this? And I I made a couple of waves. They weren't big waves. They were splashes. But Crofty using all the corner names around the circuit. I'm like, basically, I know Senna S's around that circuit. I don't know any of the other corner names. And I feel like I do understand that he's trying to put a bit of respect on a, a, a fantastic, magnificent historical circuit. But I, I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about with half the corner names. I'm like, I know turn four. I know the S's. I know turn 10. I know turn 11. I know turn six, seven. But like, and, and also I, I feel like his pronunciation was probably okay, but the locals were not having it. But like, I don't know that. There's a couple circuits. We've got Silverstone. Yeah. We've, we've got Monza. We've got Spa. Maybe Imola. What are the places to use corner names at? This is the thing. Like, it changes. We, we, it ch changes circuit to circuit. And uh, so here, we have, let's have a little hot take, right? Go on. I don't think corners are allowed to have names unless that circuit has earned its spot on I, racing royalty. Mate, are you talking about Las Vegas track map? We've got Treasure Island. We've got Topgolf. Motherfucker. Shove that corporate. <laughs> crap up your backside you've not earned it vegas you can't just buy your way into uh into the big leagues well you yeah can't, you can't again, honestly but. honestly for the most part yeah I, that's actually not a bad take if it's if the track has earned it you can use the names sandfort suzuka fine but like some of the some of the tilka drums none of those like don't don't even start giving me corner names at circuit of the americas i'm not fucking using them no way <laughs> No way. <laughs> Miami, uh, car park one, car park two, and car park three. Listen, all hail the top top golf curve, right? <laughs> top golf. Hail, hail and through comes Hamilton. Hail corporate. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Honestly, oh, yeah. 
Anyway, let's but like, numbers, let's get it. that's all I care about, mate. I don't care about I, names. And I feel like I'm a little bit biased because that's an engineering thing. Like yeah, it exactly. makes it very clear. It's like, right, turn one, turn eight. Everybody's got the same circuit sticker. Fine. That was a huge segue. I said I wasn't going to do that tonight. Oh my God. I just got so much passion about really pedantic stuff. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, mate. Yeah. So uh for, let's let's we're gonna what we're gonna do this weekend for Brazil is since it was a sprint weekend, and I know that you guys love sprint weekends and you just want to like absorb all that sprint weekend goodness we're just gonna like tear straight through it and focus on the juicy bits because be honest with you sprint weekends can do one they they i i think i don't even think we need to go into this game but they completely add no value whatsoever unless maybe you're at the track and a fan but for the most part if you're a fan at the track you just want to see zoom zoom go round round whether or not it's a session or practice you're just like oh cars yay yeah Let's be honest, you won't have data. You can't hear the announcers. You don't know what order anybody's in. They might as well just be doing high fuel runs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. Although the actual sprint, I said this last week, right? The actual sprint race would probably be quite good at Brazil. And, and, it, was, and it, it wasn't actually bad. So And it was a very decent sprint race. But I will contest a good sprint race at a specific circuit that always produces great racing does not make sprint races in general good. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're on the same page. But I I enjoyed I did enjoy it, but I'm just like triple header sprint races, twenty four, twenty three races. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like I know a lot of people just turn it on and watch the race and see the results and they're like yay, and maybe they'll come hang out on this terrible podcast once a week. But it's a lot of work, man, and it's just. Like, at what point is it less enjoyable? You know, it's like you don't have filet mignon every night, do you? No. No, no, you no that's a good I point. Might. Too much of a good thing, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like we're, we've, we've tipped the balance with um, the volume. But sprint weekend, practice. Here's, here's something. Free practice one on sprint weekends are always interesting because you have no idea what's going on. Did you watch free practice one or did you miss it? No, no, no. I did actually watch it. Yeah. You, you're looking at like, why are Red Bull running three hards? What, what are, you know, what are um, McLaren doing? They aborted their fast lap and they're like, Oh, we're being cheeky. And it's like, now nah, here you go. Here's the telemetry on Twitter. <laughs> Jokers. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but like, all those things were very calculated and deliberate. And it's very interesting to look at what people are doing with their tire run plans to say, why would they be doing that? This is, there's a couple interesting stories. Um, keeping in mind for sprint weekends, you have six set of soft tires. You've got free practice one, you've got qualifying, which you might use, um, what, two, three soft tires, maybe four. You've got the sprint shootout where you're going to use at least one. You've got the sprint race in the Grand Prix, like, it really depends. So Red Bull using the hard the entire session, they didn't even go as far as to look at the hard tire the rest of the weekend. They hid them in a cupboard somewhere and said, no, yeah. you're a trash tire. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It was very interesting. I did think, um, I don't know. I think I got about like three quarters of the way through the session and I was like, Oh, I think only two teams have, have used anything other than a hard. And then all of a sudden sort of in the last 15 minutes, loads of people did. Yeah. Um, but like you say, Red Bull were like, no, we are quite happy just to piss around doing our long runs on the hard. On a single set of, they did the entire yeah. program on a single set of hard tires. Straight out of the F1 manager. 
But that was that was all. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. But it's like at the same time, we, we, we we'll get into it in a little bit. But a lot of teams had a couple of woes, some some great victories and some great losses were had this weekend as you know. We would we don't know. Here's a quote from Mercedes like if we had more practice sessions, we don't know what we would have done with them. We don't know where we'd have gone. Whereas Red Bull are running on a completely irrelevant tire. Yeah. A used tire for an entire session. It's like that's our free practice. The car is now setup is fixed. We can change tire pressures and front wing angle. Yeah. It, even though Fucking I, know, I know it's like a weird sort of concept, but the, with Red Bull doing that in that FP1 session, that sort of made me think, oh my God, this is going to be an absolute slaughter. Yeah. Because they, they are not, oh, they yes. don't need to mess around with qualifying <laughs> setups. They're not, they don't need to worry about that. They're just working out on their race setups. See you 30 seconds down the road, everyone. We're not yeah. messing around with fast times or low fuel in free practice one. Good luck to you. That's yeah. a sign of strength. Yeah, no, exactly. Is, I know that's obvious given this year's car, but... Yeah, but it was, it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, but Brazil, Brazil, off the back of that, though, Brazil last year caught Red Bull out. They were they were nowhere. They were really exactly. shocking. So it's like they, they really have this car dialed in. They've understood their mistakes from last year, or they just... Red Bull aren't the type of team to just roll the dice. I don't think. I know not. And then you had McLaren. I mean, they like, rolled the dice employing me and you. That was the mm. last time they gambled. <laughs> Fair enough. They're like, oh God, we've <laughs> we're never burned. doing this again. <laughs> but McLaren dead last in free practice one. And they did an outlap. And then the first two sectors on a soft and then parked it in. But on that outlap or that lap, they would have been three tenths up on signs. Who, uh, yeah. Aston Martin free practice one looked pretty anonymous and we had no idea what was up with Mercedes or Ferrari and we had no idea what kind of pain they were in for. Mm. Uh, I think Lando and Hulk had a little bit of wheel to wheel on free practice one, but uh, yeah, he did. It was a bit weird. Um, going back to Aston quickly though, I, yeah. I did look into this cause uh, we will talk about Aston later. Yes, we, yes, we will. Yes, we will. However, uh, they were running, uh, they were doing, um, comparisons between the two cars because for fp1 they had different setups different aero configurations oh do you know what they aligned parts. on because i do not know uh they both after fp1 settled on a hybrid mixture of old parts and new parts so we're talking like pre-austin bits they had the old and- the old side pod fence and the old um old sorry the old floor um what we used to call the Christ, what's wrong with me tonight? Barge board. Thank you. The new version of them, whatever we're calling them, side fences or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Who yeah, nobody's calling them side fences? And uh, the side. You're not a cunning themselves. linguist. No, I'm. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. A, <sighs> that's all. Yeah, I, that's I all I am, mate. Just a dusty old. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, so let's. We, you know, and this, that's it. This is the nature of this sprint. We can be jump straight into qualifying. The start of the Q1 was delayed. Debris on track. There's some tire cuts discovered by Pirelli. I'm surprised we didn't have any of the Pirelli shenanigans like in Qatar. Um, a little bit of, you know, they've they've changed the rule on, I don't even want to get into this, like basically managing outlap pace and not going too slow. So now people are going slow in the pit lane, blah, blah, blah. Verstappen just middle finger drives around everybody, two wheels in the grass in the pit lane exit. Q1, we lose. <laughs> Joe? Sergeant, Bottas, Ricardo, and Tsunoda. That in in Q one we lose both of the Alpha Tauris, which interesting, interesting. 
uh, Q2. Uh, Ferrari and Merck try to save themselves by doing their first run on used softs. And it failed spectacularly. I, yeah. I don't even know why they bothered. Uh, it's, it's again, the sprint weekend. They're like, well, we can't use a new one. Where do we, where do we risk the, the used hard? We'll do it after our first run, after we've got a read. Well, I, they did. I left this off the notes, but oh. they did this in Q1 as well. It was nowhere near the cutoff time. It, it was a complete waste oh, yeah. of a run. <laughs> so then they go into Q2 and they think, hey, you know that idea that didn't work in Q1? Let's do it in Q2. <laughs> Zero pods, bro. No. Did, didn't um, work. Track. Weather's incoming. Track's cooling. Albon got his lap time deleted, but it wasn't good enough for Q3. Anyway, it was a tough weekend for the Williams. This is uh, this this place likes a little bit of downforce on your car, and it is not really a uh, you know um, a Williams speciality. It's not yeah. going to suit them particularly well. We lost Albon at fifteenth, Magnussen, Gasly, Ocon, and Hulkenberg. So, yeah, the Williams, the Hasses, the Alfa Romeos, Chow, bippity boppity. Q three <laughs> though, Q three though, man, this is one of those things. Do you remember the TV feed? All it looks like bizarro land the world is being overtaken by black there is a mother rager of a storm coming through the palm trees are literally fully sideways tilted I was, over i was waiting for free hobbits to run across the track with a looking for a ring i was like yeah. blimey is like saying out lord of the rings that sky it was it was sinister though but like as as i i'm going to be really annoying but as we're here obviously in our televisions and our the comfort of our Lazy boy recliner chairs, armchair, it's finest. There's people looking at the weather writer, like, yeah, the weather's coming in about nine minutes. We've got some time. Did they fuck? Wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is like our, uh, our vision of uh, one shot qualifying. We kind of got it thanks to the weather. Um, and it was quite interesting, right? Because basically, if you was out first, you set a decent lap. If you was last, unlucky. Because by the time the last guys got round uh, to the sort of third sector, it was already wet and um, the rain hit that part of the track first. So what I found really interesting is obviously they all, they all queued up to to get out. Fine, no problem. Piastri and Perez, though, looked like they decided, no, we're going to stay in the garage for as long as possible so we don't lose any <laughs> warmth out of the tyres. So we get the worst track conditions? Yes, they gambled mm. on keeping temperature in the tyre, but unfortunately they gambled incorrectly. And, uh, well, Piastri decided to reenact Kimi Raikkonen getting lost off the circuit. And, <laughs> he did uh, a bit of grass cutting, didn't he? Yeah. And and Perez just, yeah, didn't, uh, didn't do too well. So, yeah. yeah. So, basically, anybody that set a time at the end of that session was in the bottom so Norris, Sainz, Perez and Piastri not a Max Verstappen takes pole position by about three tenths over Chuck bad luck Chuck yeah. so that sets now now as, as we're going through this weekend chronologically that sets our order for Sunday now yes, let's go to Sideshow Sideshow you ready for Sideshow? yeah what's our Sideshow? shit qualifying I mean sprint qualifying oh Oh, I thought it was going to say uh, the sideshow of all the stands getting ripped apart after Q3. Oh my Did you God. see that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, thankfully, it was just like, you know, tarp, but there was debris as well. Like, red flag into the session. Nobody gets another lap time. And it's just, yeah, chaos. Looks like they got it all fixed up. And it was, I guess, sunny the rest of the weekend. No, it's good. 
Yeah, and I think the weather held out for the rest of it. But yeah, seeing the videos on Twitter of just basically standing in, sitting in the stands, and then all of a sudden the roof just disappears. It's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, it's like, man, get me out of here. Uh, I think everybody was safe. But uh, yeah, DeVries yeah. was there. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's go straight through sprint qualifying because honestly, I couldn't give two rats about sprint qualifying. Um, but also, here's an interesting thing. The fastest lap times in qualifying on Friday were set in Q2. Yes. So I really don't think that the actual order was that representative of like the, you know, the pecking order and the pace because... No, the order of qualifying on the Friday was whoever got out the pit lane first. Well, well let's, 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 let's put it back in context. We haven't seen Aston Martin in a while and we've got Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso sitting third and fourth. And my initial reaction was to say, you know what? They just, they just, they played the cards right. They operated the cars properly. They got out early and set a lap time. But I don't think that was the case. I don't think that was the case. Sprint qualifying. It happened. <laughs> Next. No, dude. Yeah, it did happen. Akon in his, uh, in, in the press pen was oh, like, yeah, Jesus I was, Christ. I was up. I was on for a good lap. And then Alonzo turns into me. And then you see the video from the stands at the exited two. Akon's like full dab of oppo streaks sliding into the side of Alonzo. Like to be fair, Alonzo could have maybe given him a little bit more room, but he's like, if your lap isn't fucked, like you shouldn't be on this part of the track. That dude is that has, has he ever put his hand up when he's fucked up? Uh, that's a good question. Actually. I don't know, but it looks like it's like, Oh, people are saying I lost control. I didn't lose control. Were we looking at the same replay? Cause Mate I'm pretty was... sure you lost control there. Big man. No, like I he hear would've... you Alonzo. Maybe his track positioning wasn't fantastic. Let, let's not make this out like Alonso just <laughs> yeah. came out of nowhere and drove into the side of Yocon. Like, come on, mate. Oh, he never owns it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, red flag, uh, delayed repairs to fix the tire barriers. Uh, we lost Sergeant Albon, both Williams out. We lost Joe, Stroll, and Ocon, obviously. Alonso basically lost his front left corner, the wheel and the whole corner all mangled. He did drag it around to the pits, but the floor was dragging on the ground, basically catching on fire because it was getting so hot. And uh, yeah, he didn't get back out for uh, sprint qualifying too. Um, SQ2, Perez looking decent. Verstappen goes rocket ship on some used rubber and we've dropped Magnussen, Hulkenberg, Gasly, Bottas, and then obviously Alonso. Sprint shootout three. Uh, it's, it turns into a one shot basically because the session time is so short for Stappen, middle finger drives around everybody on the pit lane exit again and people are like that's illegal and then we watch back to was it seb in china in 2012 that was a banger on the in that I, know, pit entry. It, I think it's even longer ago than that when it's 2012 i don't know but yes that i know the one you mean yeah full sending on the inside it's like i know you guys are making gap because you're stacking in the pit lane but i'm just going to send it yeah. up the inside i've got no time for Beautiful. this yeah but like Five head Big brain thinking in it, in it, lots of capacity. Um, Norse sprint pole, Piastri P10. Now, I want to put this in context. Sure. Verstappen and Perez were very close all weekend. Perez was very much on it, and people have been like, even last weekend when Perez got out qualified by Ricardo in Mexico, he was, a, he was just a tenth and a half off of Verstappen. I'm like, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. 
I really don't hate it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he check a look there thereabouts. Our sprint qualifying grid was Lando, Verstappen, Perez, Russell, Hamilton. <sighs> the, God, uh, the best part. Foreshadowing, of, big sigh, foreshadowing. The best part of this was uh, Norris crossing the line, basically saying, oh, "I hated that lap," and then they turned around and said, "Well, you got pole, well done." And he was like, "Okay, yeah. I hate it, but <laughs> yeah, but like that, that's that's that's." That's really interesting considering Norris knew it was a shit lap and I, I can't remember which bits of it was, but I was looking through on um, my, my old telemetry analysis report. I'm like, that was pretty scrappy, but he, but he got her done. He did get her done. Um, I, you noticed my heavy sigh earlier when I was talking about Mercedes uh, in fourth and fifth. Sonoda, Leclerc, Ricardo, Sainz, Piastri. Go on, Daniel. Go on, Daniel. Go on, Yuki. Damn, Daniel. Damn. Um, so I think so. that takes us, that takes us to our sprint race, but before we get, to, that takes us through sprint shootout, but before we get to the, the old uh, sprint race, we need to have a little word from some of our friends real quick. Yeah. We got some bills to pay. So you know what time that is? Yes. It's that time again for a word from our sponsors, NordVPN. You know them by now. It's a product that me and Blake have used long before this podcast was even a thing. And we are very thankful for their ongoing support to the podcast and for you listeners. If you're tired of being geo-blocked on Netflix and uh, things like that, then you need yourself NordVPN and you can get yourself an exclusive discount off your plan and four months for free. All you've got to do is go to nordvpn.com slash engine. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you doing? Come on, they've been with us for nearly a year now. If you haven't got it by now, what are you waiting for? So that's nordvpn.com slash engine. Thank you. Nord friends. What a beautiful sounding bloke that was. He sounds really handsome. He does, yeah, yeah. Mm. There is a slight difference in the uh, tone of voice between that advert and now. And I've equated that to when I recorded that, I had less weight on my chin. Uh, ah, from, from the, the resonance. Mm. Yeah, okay. A little bit of damping on the uh, chin weight. Yeah, I've got natural sound dampening with the, um, <laughs> with the tash and the beard. <laughs> if you're just tuning back in, you've missed everything. The podcast is, no, it's not over. We're getting straight into the sprint race. Here's, how would you sum up the sprint race without saying what happened? How would you summarize it? Uh, I'd say it is one of the better sprint races we've had this year. Yeah, I think it was, I would say it was the unexpected sprint race that, as usually does, gives us a glimpse into Sunday and completely fucking spoils it. Yeah, it's like they've tried to, they've put all the best parts of the film in the trailer. (laughs) Or the worst parts, depending on who is your antagonist and protagonist. Mm. And it's like, what Mm. was the point of watching the race now? I know what's going to happen. I, I think it was well worth watching the race as well. But um It's because you're on F1's payroll. No, I'm not. Honestly, like between me I I'm not on F1's payroll and I don't think I'm particularly popular to them. Um <laughs> so like sprint race, basically in a nutshell, Verstappen takes the lead on Norris. Norris is not able to get into striking distance of it. Both of the Mercedes drop like rocks, man. They go backwards. Russell I think hangs out in fourth. Hamilton drops all the way back to P7 and almost gets done by Signs, except Signs is being harassed by um, I think it's Ricardo, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is Ricardo. So it's like, honestly, um, Perez did pretty good once he came through. Perez more or less on pace with the front runners, but Ferrari looked like they were kind of in that middle land. And yeah, and we didn't really get to see. I mean, obviously, you've probably watched the race and you saw that Aston Martin were freaking rapid on Sunday, but they were kind of bogged down in the uh, gaggle of cars back there outside of the uh, sprint race points. So, yeah, Max wins, Lando, Perez, Russell, Leclerc, Sunoda, Hamilton, and Sainz take the points away from the sprint. Anything else in that sprint race that you're like, hmm, I like that. I will have some of that. Um, I don't know. I was, I was just going to say it was interesting that Mercedes absolutely burnt out their tires within the first couple of laps, and they were like, whoops. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, like mm. you say, the, the Sector 3 pace of that car was uh was it, was it like a second a lap on some of them it, it was just like oh i i mean uh, fastest laps don't really matter in the sprint race so much because you know it was a 25 run lap run on mostly softs used softs that were two or three laps old but that was there's quite a bit of management going on in that i think to get to the end fastest lap of 114 ish yeah yeah yuki uh russell russell 114.4 and then he bled off into the distance. But like Hamilton at the end, they call it hitting a cliff. Hamilton's lap times plummeted. He had nothing left. They, they hit a black hole rather than a cliff. Yeah, but talking about the Mercedes, they did, they did one thing this weekend. They went what looked like a relatively high downforce compared to everybody else. They were somewhere, you know, you know fourth, third, fourth fastest team, it looked like from qualifying maybe. But they had a parachute on the back of their car. It mm-hmm. gave them good high speed performance, you know, the right hander into turn six. But usually, it when just you put a lot them, of. Robbed them yeah. of the performance to actually be at a high speed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So they, they go through that corner quickly. But downforce also, you, you look at a normal circuit, high downforce versus low downforce on a given car. If you put more downforce on the car, you will go faster through medium and low speed corners as well. But they had a little bit of high speed performance, terrible straight line performance, and they were average as you get through the low speed, you know, changing direction sector two into three. So it's like, right. Not only that, you guys are burning up tires like hell. What has happened after Austin? You know, so this this is a little bit of a preview of uh, what was going to come on Sunday. Unfortunately, yeah, I I. I put out a bit of a sort of a tasty little tweet on uh, after the sprint race saying, right, if you're Mercedes, do you gamble and go for a pit lane start and change the setup after you've seen that that um, performance during the sprint race? Aston did it the other week. They were like, you know yeah. what? It was in Austin. They're like, we're so bad. We're going to change something and learn something. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, they said, no, no, no. Why would you do that? They're in, you know, they're starting in the top 10. That seems a bit extreme. Well, it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why they didn't do that, as revealed by Toyo Wolf, is because they didn't even know what to change, he said. <laughs> he said, we, we probably would have done it, but we didn't even know what we were going to change. I was like, okay, great. That that was, yeah, well done. What this? I don't know. Where do you go from there? But sorry, Mercedes fans, that was a uh, very... Heavy crash back to the ground after the highs of uh, when was it? They had that rocket ship 2021 when Lewis stormed up. Yeah, 
Yeah. Real quick, uh, if you guys are watching this stream live on YouTube, and if you're listening to this later, don't forget to follow us on YouTube because we do these streams live. Um, that does offer you guys a little bit of um, an opportunity to heckle us while we're live streaming. And sometimes you'll notice us like jump on a tangent. It's because uh, we're reading messages from you jokers in the chat. But uh, real quick, uh, Synchro Doka as well as Jimmy, thank you guys for the super chats over on YouTube. You guys are absolute legends. If um, you say yeah. a little... Yeah, toot toot. We appreciate that. You guys are awesome. But seriously, like the um the YouTube live chat is a heckin' vibe. Get involved. And honestly, nobody's nobody started a fight in the audience yet. That's nice. Oh, don't say that. Oh, sorry. Will. Oh heck. Oh heck. Let's talk about the race, man. Let's talk about the race because we've foreshadowed it enough and we've hinted at it. But I mean, in the first ten minutes of this thing, it was pure chaos. <sighs> Jesus, oh. Charles. Charles fans, I feel for you. You know, that watching that happen, I said on Twitter, we're going to start a new drive to survive, but it's us driving to Maranello to save Charles from Ferrari. Because, uh, yeah, that formation lap, hydraulic lockup, that's it, locks the gearbox, loses steering. Sends it straight into the bazers. Yeah. I was sad about that, man. It's like, cause it's like, I feel bad for him because it's like, you know, he's had a handful of mistakes, not that many. And then you see shit like this happening. You're like, come on, dude. Like, like this is the kind of guy that is of the caliber. Look at what Lando's doing with the McLaren. Look how Piastri's doing. You know, Piastri doesn't seem like com- he's got it completely sorted, but he's very handy. You know, it's like, this is what Leclerc should be doing in the right car. He should be up there. It's like, hey, now we've got, we've got, we've got Leclerc in the mix. We've got maybe signs in the mix. You know, like I'm, I feel bad for Ferrari fans. I feel bad for Ferrari engineers. I feel bad for Ferrari drivers. I, I wish we could just make it better. I'd be happier. Yeah, yeah. But uh, someone in the chat's also mentioned about Machine Gun Kelly and Martin Brundle on the gridwalk. What uh, do you think of our business? I'm not. I'm not giving MGK any airtime because the man came out and famously said he was better than Eminem. So in my eyes, the guy's a bigger fraud than us. I, I, I'm, I don't think I'm a fraud. I'm just kidding. But that dude's... I, I don't even know who he is, honestly. Exactly. But I don't know who a lot of people are, so that's because I don't have a life or friends, and I live under a rock. Yeah, well, I'm sure MGK is going to be devastated knowing that two uh, middle-aged men in uh, their yeah. spare rooms dissing him on a podcast, you know? Yeah. You know what, Machine Gun Kelly? Get wrecked, you bot. There you go. See? Doesn't care. Literally yeah. doesn't care. The fucking blood-drinking weirdo. Yeah. Anyway. I don't even know what he does, honestly, so let's just not talk about him anymore. But um, we get to the race start, finally, after the lap-to-grid shenaniganry. They uh, pull Leclerc's car back behind that. And they have some National Geographic photography sessions with him in the fucking weeds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, go on, Jamie. Go yeah, on, Jamie. Yeah, I saw, I saw oh. that. Yeah, Jamie did some some great photos of of Charles, obviously uh, standing next to his car. Bless him. But the Jamie Price photo, by the way, on uh, all the socials, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, top bloke as well. Yeah, absolutely we should, top we, dude. We should get him on. We did talk about it, didn't we? Ages. Okay, ago. fine. Yeah, added, actually, yeah, I tell you, I list. finally, I finally met him in Austin. Oh, okay. I met him in a piano bar, and I was like, "This is gonna get rowdy." He's like, "I was like, no, dude, I'm having one beer, and I'm getting out of here." He's he's an awesome dude. Um, uh, he has a very bar. interesting. What circles do you 
traverse. Yeah, well, in piano <laughs> bar. Jesus Christ! Look, let, listeners, <laughs> let it be known that not all of us drink in fine establishments like that. No, piano, I used to drink piano bars in Austin are like literally a piss up. Oh, is it okay? I used yeah, to drink in a place in Hitchin called the Phoenix. I'm sure zero people are going to know this, but <laughs> you, it was one of those sorts of places where your feet stick to the floor. Oh, I love that. Is the, it from the, beer or urine? Uh, who knows? It could have been a mixture of all of it. I'm just looking up images of this place. That looks like a proper, uh, proper establishment. Emphasis on stab. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, it was well old. It's been demolished <laughs> now. I think that was a long time ago. Uh, okay, fair enough. Good times. But um, yeah. So race starts. We've got a Haas sandwich. Uh, like honestly, Haas taking each other out inv- invariably, voluntarily, whatever. Just I don't know. I feel like that's just a thing. It's like a partnership, but uh, it's kind of like Magnuson and Albon and Hulkenberg. Albon gets a little bit pinched. Hulkenberg's trying to get out of it. He spins around into Magnuson, punches a hole into Magnuson's side pod. He goes from a normal pod to an ultra pod, which is twice as good as a zero pod. And even in that state, when all the guts are hanging out of it, um, Ricardo rear wing gets hit by a loose tire and Piastri's rear wing gets broken by Magnuson spinning into him. Yeah, that was... There was was a bit going on. There was quite a bit going on, yeah. And seeing that tyre bouncing up and taking out Danny Rick's wing, I kind of forget how heavy these tyres and carcasses are. And then you sort of see them fly off and then hit something and absolutely destroy it. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. They are seriously uh, not to be messed with. Yeah, but we also had another one of those things where the, the alloy wheel lost the outer bit it completely sheared off again we've had that in melbourne we've had several other instances of that and it's like when are they gonna like i i I appreciate that you can't just be like hey we're gonna go back to 13 inch rims because these aren't safe but i maybe i'm recency biased but i feel like we never saw wheel rim shears on the 13s like that no and we're also seeing a lot of uh tire carcass and sidewall shearing as well yeah um yeah, I don't know. We, uh, I imagine that's something that's going to get silently looked at during the off season. Yeah. So here's actually the solution. Uh, why don't we just go back to the 13s? Because the, I don't think the 18s are actually dog shit though. Because the tires have enough mass and inertia that you can just sit there and pound around lap after lap up somebody's gearbox. And I like that. And you couldn't do that on the 13s. Yeah. Unless that was a compounding thing. So I, I don't like talking about tires because I feel really out of my depths. But uh. Anyway, so let's let's talk about what happened. We've we've got several cars and have now DNF. We've got three cars out of the race: Leclerc, Albon, Magnussen. Um, but we've got two cars with damage. They come around into the pit lane and start to take repairs. Then the safety car has come down. Obviously, the safety cars come out. Then it gets red flag after they get in there. So these cars are now a lap down. So they start from the pit lane on the race restart. They're allowed to do the formation lap, but they come in and they have to start from the pit lane and they're a lap down. Yeah, that's kind which, of... Which sucks. Yeah. That's, that's kind of it for them, really. Yeah, and that was their race. The thing that sucked about it was they were on pace to be quick enough and hang around the gaggle of cars, but they were lapped down and they were not going to overtake everyone. So... Bleh. Yeah. Sucks for them. Um, I, I, 
it's just one of those things like i feel like it's a little bit annoying because they knew that was a red flag but they safety card it first it's like well, just red flag it like you've got two cars that are completely fucked like yeah i can't speak for the safety car deployment but somebody was on about oh why do they yellow why do they yellow it and then red it and uh i read about this and apparently it's a process thing apparently you can't jump straight to a red flag it has to have a yellow then a red okay which i didn't know i thought Fair you enough. could jump straight to a red but apparently it needs to do yellow first i don't think that applies mm. to the safety car though so i don't know yeah that's an interesting but i don't think we're going to solve that one but that, that was if they let us yeah it's like hey that was a red flag immediately don't worry about the safety car just red flag it because you've got two cars in bits on the circuit you're gonna have to get people on the track to clean it and remove them we've, we've seen that a couple times where they have delayed calls but at the end of the day it wasn't like it was unsafe it was just from a sporting point of view you had two guys lose maybe, out quite massively maybe it took so long because uh unfortunately race control had to deal with the same tv direction we did oh my jesus christ can we just stop for a minute tell me how bad was that dude they made Monaco, they made the old Monaco TV crew look good. Mm. That's how, that's how absolutely dark. I mean, this is how much money are Liberty pumping into this? How, like, how much money is this sport worth? And you cannot get somebody with two brain cells to direct the feed. Honestly, I genuinely, genuinely believe you give me one week and I will come up with an algorithm for dictating the race feed. Yeah, Done. you're just going to stream yeah. it all through OBS. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? Just go to YouTube. Just, yeah. What, what we need is the ability to use multi-viewer and uh. creators to be able to sync up with everybody else's clients and say, hey, I'm watching Blake's stream. I would like to use my multi-viewer and fast or F1 TV Pro subscription to watch whatever he's watching. Yeah. So I, I, I did, I did your question good. of how bad it was, I've, this is... I have to admit it, right? I'm such a fucking nerd. When I watch races, I still can't watch races on the TV feed. I have to watch races through the track map, through the timing screen, and all things yep. like that because I'm I'm still ingrained in, into that Optra mentality. Yeah, just watching you when you have access to all the toys, man. As soon as you take them away, you're like, yeah, I can't I, watch. I, a, I, I can't context. sit down in front of my telly and just watch a normal race. I could, but I spend the entire time just being irritated that I haven't got a timing screen and a GPS map in front of me and, and race control and things like that. Yeah, I was doing one at Coda. Mm. F1 TV app. This is me looking at my phone if you're on audio. Literally, I'm sit, sat here at turn 17, sat next to Molly and Ash, and I'm like, we've all got our phones out watching the timing. It's like, what are the sectors? What are the gaps? And honestly... Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't tuned into a, a break F one watch along, do do come by on uh, next weekend. I'll do qualifying in the race for Vegas and qualifying and the race for uh, Abba Dabba Dabba Dabba. You've just you've just committed yourself to doing that. Have you? Mm. Do you remember what time they're doing it over in the UK though, mate? Uh, Vegas is at six a.m. for all the important sessions. I'll be up. I'm gonna be in bed, mate. I'll be up. Oh, yeah, you can watch the. I got three kids, so I'm gonna be awake. Yeah, you're gonna be awake, shitter. But um, let's talk through the race real quick because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. We got all the chaos out of the race. Ricardo and Piastri get screwed, and we don't really get to see what they can do. And just other 
No, nah, we don't even need to get into spoilers. Strategy. Let's talk about race strategy. Remember, we talked about the hard tire, not useful last year. What did we be? We had basically a soft, medium, soft, like equal stints, roughly split throughout. Yeah, Nobody Freddie, even... Freddie completely lost their mind and even suggested a free stop strategy before the race. And I was like, hmm, bold. But I, I think that actually makes a little bit of sense considering there was so much management. So if you did a flat out race, was it possible? Because like if you did a flat out race via degradation, you would have to stop a further time because you'd burn tires up. And right. But did anyone even have enough tires left to do a free stop strategy? Yeah, most teams, most people had enough used softs and they had quite a few softs with only three laps, which teams ran multiple sets of used softs. Some teams didn't, so soft, soft enter. Yeah, probably that was the fastest way. <laughs> I think the, so the soft tire was preferred. The medium tire looked like people, there's a couple cars not too happy on that tire and some people just made it work. But let's start about the front of the race. It was just happening north the whole way. Like that was, was pretty much it. There wasn't really anything else to say, was there? No, they, they just went off and had their own little little uh, race by themselves, really. It was a little bit, you know, you, you thought, okay. I mean, Lando put in a, a stinker of a lap very early on. You're like, holy, sh holy shit, he's got pace. But then that just showed you how much they were managing. And Lando holds a reasonable gap to Max throughout every stint. The middle stint on the medium, Max does pull away quite a bit. Uh, Lando throws in a super fast lap on the final soft, and I do believe he takes fastest lap at the very end, a 112.486. Mm. Keep that in mind. In the sprint race, we only did a 114. We also saw something extremely rare in this uh, Lando and Max battle, and that was Ooh. Max actually having to take a defensive line into turn one. When's the last time Max has ever driven a defensive line against anyone? He's never had to. <laughs> not, not, not. No, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I, ne I never thought the McLaren would have the outright pace to challenge like the entire race. Mm. But they did better than I thought they would. No, they would clear, clear second in the pecking order, and like, yeah, I think if Max had started or he had been behind him, Max would have got around Norris. I think. Yeah. But Max did Max did a pretty solid drive there. Um, speaking of, though, I think at some point Hamilton mentioned the hard tire. I don't know if he was joking about a one-stop, but we'll get back to them in a minute. But just, I was looking back at the strategy notes. I think I'm pretty sure Hamilton did mention the hard tire. But, um... I mean, Mercedes at that point, I think, were just willing to try anything. It put was the wets painful. on. Maybe it'll put the right heights in the right window. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But um, Verstappen in the post-race was like, yeah, I wasn't pushing at all. And you, you, you look at the lap times that they were doing, they, they basically had to fully manage this because the two-stop race managing was the fastest race. If, if they're pushing any harder, it would have been a three-stop. And realistically, if you look at Max and Lando, Lando, Max could have three-stopped probably on yeah. pace. But Lando having to basically just kind of drive that and react. So uh, I do believe now they, they pit on the same lap on the first stop and Lando extended his stint. And that was an actually interesting strategic thing. Did you catch that? Because I was listening to, I think it was Bernie Collins tweets. Um, if you're not following Bernie Collins on Twitter, 
uh, you will actually get some insight. During the races, I just shit post. But during the races, Bernie, when she's not on Sky, she's usually uh, dropping some some knowledge. So it was interesting. At the end of the race, Verstappen pits around lap 54, right? Yeah. Lando stays out. He does not cover. Because if there was a safety car, Lando wins out. Mm. Easy. So he's like, I can stay out for a couple more laps. That will shorten my final stint on the soft. I'm still, I'm not bleeding pace. And at this point, even if I pit a little bit later, I still got a six, four to six second gap to um, the Alonso Paris train. So it's like, you know, if there was a safety car, because Alonso and Paris were getting super close. And if you're McLaren, you're just like rubbing your little mitts together, like, yeah, go on, it him, it him, mate. Cause a bit of chaos, please. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that was an interesting one. It's like, oh, he doesn't need to cover. <laughs> I I wish I was a strategist because yeah. But what they what they need to do is they just need to get me and Bernie on Sky and everything will be fine. I can do all oh, the shit. Right, yeah, no, you and Bernie go and have fun. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I don't worry. I'll just sit here and you know run the podcast all by myself. I'll be back, like I do anyway. To be honest, <laughs> it's like now, now we're over the dead. He's like, yeah, fucking it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking love it. Uh, last time I was on Sky, I was hanging on tequila. I wasn't hanging that much. It was. Because I had Red Bull tequila, watermelon drinkies. Yeah, it, was, it was a mess. Yeah, and you got called out by Hamilton for being an absolute... I can't, I can't believe it. Like, after that, Toto was like, yep, no, that's not right. And then James Allison was like, yeah, that's not right. And I was just like, what is mate on about? Mm, yeah, you're Lewis Hamilton's least favorite Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Some, some Canadian dude. Let's talk about the next group of cars, because I think this next... That, this 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 next group was the race, realistically, wasn't it? It was yeah. Alonso and Perez. Oof. So, unfortunately for Perez, uh, he gets stuck behind these midfield cars called Mercedes, <laughs> and, and they just bleed. So, like they they were they were on the struggle bus on that first stint. I've got the uh, the chart up here, and it just pushes. Perez finally gets past them, um, and signs ends up stuck behind Stroll through that first stint there. Yep. But honestly, Perez does a, as a result of that, Perez stops quite early. It looks like his tires are a little bit cooked. And um, he's got really good pace on his medium stint. Like, not, not Verstappen rapid, but he closes up to Alonso and then kind of burns away. Alonso goes, because Alonso's in no man's land just behind uh, Norris though, he can kind of do that thing with the race leaders are doing. He can manage his tires. He can go long. Um, yeah. So, he- listeners, there is a very lovely graph in the show notes here that uh, Blake has produced with annotations on it and everything, which is very useful to me because I spent most of my weekend uh, dealing with sick children. So I'm mm. a little bit lost. But, Blake, this very informative graph, where can people get that if they want to see something like that? So if you, you need your nerdy data fix, go to break.com, which will take you to buymeacoffee.com front slash break. So for the price of a coffee a month, I do these very detailed time-consuming reports that are actually destroying my soul because I love doing them. So that's how I understand. Like just the same way that Dan, you said, I can't watch the race without the timing feed and the track map. At the same time, I cannot understand what happened during a race without going through this data and analyzing it. 
And I was like, well, I don't want to just keep all this to myself. So why don't I like make it worthwhile? So I put it on a platform. I think we're up to 450 members on the mailing list. So yep. check it out. And for that segue, I'm going to take 10%. Thank you, Blake. Yeah, uh, I'm going to slide down. It. I'm, I'll buy you lunch tomorrow. Ah, thank you, mate. Is it, is it tomorrow or Thursday? No, it's Thursday. Okay, I'll buy you lunch on Thursday. Thank you. For a top secret meeting that nobody shh, knows shh, about. Shh, shh. Shit, sorry. I said too much. Speculate in the comments wildly, YouTube crew. <laughs> We're going to Marinello to become the new uh, Ferrari strategists. Yeah, exactly. Go on, mate. Hit him. <laughs> Get in there, Charles. You smash him up. Felipe, baby, stay cool. I'll get you that clear visor. <laughs> Is that that guy from Oasis? No, it's just Rob Smedley. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. Right. Oh, Jesus. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Alonso so, yeah, and Perez, the saviors of this race. Yeah, but Alonso did really good by like not having to deal with anything. He could manage his pace, go super long in the first soft. And then he kind of got to do what he wanted on that medium. And like the pace was all right it was clearly not norris or verstappen fast but it was better equal to ferrari ferrari kind of got screwed like perez and it was you know mercedes dropped the ball this is i'm not going to keep kicking down the mercedes did not feature in this whatsoever um and then at the end Perez has a lot of pace on that final soft and the fact that perez is able to go lap after lap like that oh that was spicy as hell that being said, their pace was, as a result of them fighting, was nowhere close to the front runners, and that that kind of makes sense. But let's, I going back to the TV director. The TV director was like, "There's no way I'm showing you guys Lance Stroll overtaking both George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. I'm not showing you that." And they didn't. They no, didn't. You just they have to like, picture it in your own mind. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's one of the most depressing sights you think you could ever see. That was me yeah. closing my eyes and thinking about that. But yeah, here, enjoy but, this crowd shot instead. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair, uh, Lance P3 in qualifying, we thought meh. Lance did bottle it on the restart and ended up quite a ways back. But his pace was good. Uh, his pace was very strong in the final stint. He was better than signs on merit, on pace. Um, yeah, it was, it was strong pace all weekend from Aston. And like I say, I looked into this because I was very confused by this. And it turns out that they're running, like we've mentioned it, they're, they're new parts and old parts in the mix. And yep. uh, Mike Crack himself said, this is a, a solution, uh, a mix we've not tried before. Um, so I was like, oh, interesting. Perhaps they've got some uh, correlation issues on their new wind tunnel, Blake. <sighs> It's really hard because my gut feeling is they got super boned from the technical directive with the flexible front wings and maybe even rear wings and everything else. But the fact that they've understood that and they've come around with some solutions to that, I need to, I need to do a deep dive on their performance this weekend. But I think ultimately I need another data point because, you know, just the same way as Mercedes were brilliant in Austin and dog shit here. Aston were dog shit in Austin and brilliant here. Yeah, I look, sorry, Aston fans. I'm not dunking on you, but I think Vegas is going to be a bit shit for them too, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think Vegas is hard to say. We'll, we'll get to Vegas in a second, but we've already ripped into all the corner names. 
Honestly, this that podcast fight... was brought to you by Top Golf Curve. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much, man. Now um, we're going for a break to our sponsors, Bud Light. Oh my god! If you hang honestly, around, a race might break out. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, the Perez Alonso fight at the end was awesome. Alonso getting super creative with lines just to find downforce. Um, I thought initially Paris was diving too hard into the final corner and losing out on the brakes, but actually he wasn't. Alonso was just doing some very creative lines, and he was like, all I need to do is get on throttle as soon as possible out of this final corner. I can back Paris up on the way in and just make sure I'm on the throttle sooner and earlier. Job done. It, it was a great drive, and I love to see it, and I love to see them, Alonso giving the interview, and Perez comes up, and he's like, they're hugging it out. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. Freaking good for them. That was so cool to see. Paris just missing out on the podium there. Um, I'm going to skip signs. I don't have anything to say about him. He was just kind of in no man's land behind Stroll. He was in the race. Yeah, he was. Um, Mercedes. One of them was in the race. <laughs> well, they were they were both in the race for a while. We had uh, Russell in the middle stint. He's like, all right, mate, is we a team or what? In it. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. No. Ah, oh, dearie me. Yeah. But yeah. That was actually the looking at that. If you look at the data and you see that, it's like, holy shit, Lewis was slow on that medium tire. And Russell basically got up his ass and then burned up his tires and fell backwards and then DNF due to engine system temperature. Uh, I don't actually know what the reason was. Uh, I think at this point, I was trying to stop my uh, one year old son trying to jump off the sofa. Okay. Um, so I believe it was a oil temp issue okay that's what i thought it was yeah but like that was just not good and they like the, they did uh we're discussing it not we are checking it you know he's like are you gonna let me pass and they're like we're discussing it and honestly they probably should have but yeah i mean hamilton was on the struggle bus on that medium tire and that has mercedes again in the race they were they weren't even fast in turn six seven anymore they were just fucking slow everywhere and slow on the straights. Yeah. That that was that was not a tough one. Um yeah. Anyway, so, enough of all that crap. Listen, we got something much more important to talk about. Well, before we get to that, Toto Wolf saying, you know, in the interview that he had a really it was Ted interviewing him. And uh Ted asking some not it was it was respectful, but he's like Toto's basically saying this car does not deserve to win a race this season. They haven't won. This car has not won a race. And it was just, oof. I felt bad. But at the same time, they've gone from Austin being like, we found some new performance. Then they got disqualified because they found too much performance, possibly. Who knows? And now they have a one off in Brazil and they're like, oh, it's terrible. It's over. I don't think they're going to rock up in Abu Dhabi and Vegas and be that dog shit. They can't. No. I don't know. I, I'm confused. I don't man. think so. Vegas is such an unknown, though, isn't it? Who it's even, gonna be cold as knows? fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be cold as fuck. It's a it's a low drag, low speed corners and a couple of kinks in top golf. Mm. This low temperature has been brought to you by Bellagio Hotel. Uh, Listen, if you think this is unbearable, just you wait until we do our Las Vegas review, mate. I've got. Oh my god. I've got something special for that, mate. I tell you. Oh, we've got something special coming for that, actually. It's gonna I'm not be... going to spoil it. It's going to be Chef's Kiss, that. Mm. There's going to be a lot of really cool... Did you see... 
Alpha Tauri's Gundam collab? I did, yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to what I was talking about. I don't care Go about on. Mercedes being crap. Listen, there's something much more important we need to talk about. Talk to me, Goose. Yuki Snow the points. Um, Signs drops two in the World Drivers' Championship also, doesn't he? He does, yeah. <laughs> Go on, Yuki. Uh, I think Daniel would have been in the points should he have been there. But let's let's talk about the end. Let's talk about the end. Verstappen overtakes Ascari for win percentage of a season. And that's a what? How old is that record? 70, 70 years or something? So this oh. is not final because there's two lap, two races to go. And Max probably will win them unless something bad happens. But yeah, Verstappen has now at the last race, he was tied with Alan Prost for in most wins in a season. Max Verstappen has overtaken Alan Prost. He now has 52 over, or sorry, not wins in a season, overall wins. Max has overtaken Prost. He has 52 wins. If he wins again, he will be tied with Sebastian Vettel at 53. Next up in P2, Big Mike, 91 for Schumacher. And then uh, Hamilton with 103. Wild. Someone pointed this out to me on Twitter, and it's it's irked me ever since. If If Red Bull were on the ball in Singapore and actually sorted that out and Max won it, he'd be on a streak of 16 wins. That's insane. Oof. Oof. That's mad, dude. I love it here. So, I mean, looking at it, let's say that Max, what are the, let's say there's, what, 24 races the next two seasons in this regulation set. Let's say that he wins, I don't know, half of them. That's 30 more. He'll, he'll have done Schumacher almost by the end of this power unit regulation set. And if he if he's even more dominant than that, let's say he wins 40. Yeah, that, that basically puts him just ahead of Michael and a handful behind Lewis. Mental. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, race results. Paris fourth, Stroll fifth. You know who slipped under the radar for me? Who? Gazman and P7. They were kind of well, and I'll get to Gazman because I've got a uh, we've got another segment oh, coming. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. That's you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's me. But uh, why don't we? I don't know. Is that, is that all you want to talk about the race? Because we got if you're if you're a new listener, stick around because we've got a little report card we got to give you. Should we do it? You ready? Yeah, let's go for the report card. Smash that button, homie. Random fandom. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show which we've forgotten to do for ages, but this time we remembered. Uh, we pick a team at random to hype up for the weekend and then give you a little little report card about them for the uh, uh, race review. So, Blake... We can't pick Red Bull. No, no, no. We take... Listen, bias. We can't have that Red Bull bias here. Uh, if the uh, the masses allowed us to put Alpha Tauri back in, because first yeah. it was they weren't in it either. Yeah. So uh you got yeah. the short straw, you got uh Alpine, so uh good luck with that. Yeah, before we get to that, Rince in the chat just pointed that we've got three hundred and seventy-two people watching this stream podcast live, but there have been only eighty-seven people to click the thumbs up button. I, I think you guys know what you need to do. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna spoon feed you. Okay. Actually, you Here's know what? 
Do the right thing. Listen. <laughs> right? Listen, you. I'm staring at the camera now. Listen. Listen. Yeah, me too. It's intimidating, you. isn't it? I'm you driving, listening to this in your car. Yeah, I'm talking about you, right? Listen. Yeah. Why haven't you given us a five-star review? We've not had a five-star review. We've not had any reviews. I wouldn't even mind a one-star review. We've had no reviews in ages. Listen, I don't care if you're driving, right? Pull over. Cause a massive traffic jam. I don't care. You're going to stop. You're going to click five stars, and you're going to say something nice about me. I don't care about Blake. Don't worry. He's a big boy. He can take it. But me, my fragile ego needs a couple of uh, five-star reviews, please. Right? Thank you validate me Ubu. please yeah this is all i've got i've got three kids a mortgage two dogs debt this podcast is all i've got going for me right give me my goddamn five star review please okay job done we got that um likes are up to 134 we've almost doubled them go on lads and gals you guys are awesome so my random fandom was alpine this is a tough one for me uh they had a poor qualifying performance Still sandbagging, I think, from winter testing this season. You know, they've, they've got it figured out. Um, they didn't make it to Q3. They were out-qualified by Haas, which, okay, Haas every now and then pull one out of the bag, and they fall like a rock during the race. They've got some... I wouldn't be surprised if some of those... Um, I'm pretty sure they buy Ferrari's gearbox, which means they've got their suspension, which means, like, all the problems that Ferrari have, Haas don't have downforce to bolt on top of it. So, yikes. So sprint shoot up. Uh, yeah, Alcon blamed Alonso. Says he didn't lose it. That's a fucking F, mate. Honestly, nonsense. <laughs> Gasly outqualified by both Hasses in the sprint shootout. Oof. Sprint, not quite in the shit Haas race pace spectrum, but not far off. And the race, Gasly, good race start, chills there, and he's able to manage his tires and be competitive with the rest. Ocon, I don't know what he was doing. He was probably ranting on the radio how he was going to overtake somebody and then never fucking does it. I don't know. Um, I give him overall a D. Their only saving grace was uh, Gasly performing very well in the race and just keeping his nose clean. I feel like it's a bit harsh, but it's fair. I want to see better from Alpine. I don't take any joy in them being down. I want to see them doing well. Alcon and Gasly are both excellent drivers, even though Gas or Alcon doesn't know how to hold the L every now and then when he needs to take it. But yeah, I know a lot of people that work there. It's a great bunch. I wish better for them. And I hopefully they can make some uh, inroads over the next season. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Blake thinks Alpine is shit. So there you go. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, let's move on to a real team now, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Go on, mate. I had, Who McLaren. We I had McLaren for this race. All right, Governor, and give it to us. Of course, McLaren, absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Uh, apart from qualifying, right? They kind of messed up qualifying by going out too late. Mm. Uh, Norris finished his lap to get seventh, but uh, we saw Paul Piastri got hit by the rain and just decided to go cut some grass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very lucky not to wind up in the barriers bless him uh the sprint did, sorry yes did you, did you he should have invoiced the circuit because i'm pretty sure it was it connor that invoiced one of the circuits for cutting the grass at indy or something some ah. there's a bit there's, there's been maybe it wasn't connor but there's been an indy car driver that invoiced the uh, circuit for cutting the grass mm. i've seen um was it tony um 
Canaan or whatever when uh, at the Indy 500 where he took out that massive divot of grass and then he had to go work with the uh, groundskeepers in the week after to I think that it. might have been TK. Yeah, yeah it might have yeah. been him. Yeah, I like that sort of uh, shithousery. Love that. Um, I've completely lost track. Sorry, yes, uh, McLaren in the sprint. Uh, Norris took pole in the sprint shootout, which was hilarious considering that uh, he thought he didn't and it was a crap lap. <laughs> um, Piastri only had used tyres so sadly that meant he had to settle for P10 obviously right the race we know how that went uh, Piastri caught himself astray uh, messed up his rear wing you know <laughs> so it, his race was pretty much over there and then he had to carry he carried on the race uh, but he was carrying damage so poor Piastri yeah. didn't, didn't really do much this weekend bless him um, Norris though you know we spoke about good start uh, you know pretty much chasing second and uh, sorry chasing Max in second did his best to stick with Max but obviously we all know the you know the pace of Max and that Red Bull Oof. so yeah but he did he did well hmm. keep them honest you know so what are you giving them then overall rating for the team for the weekend <sighs> man I'm, you know what? I'll give him a B because I don't yeah. think, you know, I think a B and I've marked them down because of their qualifying shenanigans of sending them out yeah. too late. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, that's fair enough. Right, that is completely fair. I, yeah, they didn't, they didn't pay you to gas them up. If you, if you would have given them an A, I would have been a little bit skeptical. Like, Dan, where's that extra money coming into the podcast from? <laughs> Five uh, five podiums in six races. Hey. Not bad for the McLaren crew at the minute. Imagine, rewind to the start of the season, you'd been like... They'd have been happy to take one podium. Yeah, seriously. Good to see it. Good to see it. I want to see more. I want to see Mercedes. I want to see Ferrari up there, and I want to see the rest of the guys graduating to Formula 1.5, you know. What, what, yep. what more can you ask for? What more could you ask for? Nothing. Uh, I could ask for a segment where we... Uh, judge and rag on people fraud watch fraud watch fraud watch is where we talk some mad smack about somebody something <laughs> or someone or some idea that's been a big bag of poo this weekend who do you got for fraud watch dan uh, I was about to say what you've put down, so you've completely say it, say missed it, this one. All right, it. fine. Uh, F1 TV director. Yep. Okay. Same. Uh, the F1 TV director this weekend was abysmal. This is the pinnacle of motorsport. They have so much fucking money coming out of their ears. Year-on-year profits, record-breaking, huge, amazing. The TV director, what are you doing? We missed so many overtakes. We missed pit exits where they were for track position. It's like... I, I don't know if it's your first time watching Formula One. Welcome to Formula One. But for this job, we need somebody that knows what they're doing. So get your shit together. Yep. Um, right. So that is the Fraud Watch. But we've got another good segment that we like to uh, share called. Oh, you think who's a good boy? I am. I'm a good boy. Who's a good boy? Good boy is just a little opportunity to put some respect on somebody or something or some idea that's... Uh, Impressed us or pleased us or made us happy of its presence this weekend. What do you got? Uh, this this is going to work out beautifully, Alonso. Yeah, W. I I think that goes without explanation or saying. Honestly, um, I'm going for Perez. 
Perez has been on it. Perfect. You know, if you've got if you've got a guy that's you know within a couple hundreds, within a tenth or so of Max and qualifying now and then, he has a good race and he has that kind of wheel to wheel with the Dark Lord himself in a car that's performing well. Yeah, I'm the Alonso Alonso Perez combo for the last few laps of that race. Yeah, they, it was mwah, that was peak. Yeah, we loved uh, it. I'm not sure to put them on Fraud Watch or Good Boy, but did you see the fans? The, the we actually the circuit Sao Paulo circuit was called into Fraud Watch, the official Fraud Watch. Um, yeah, there were fans jumping the fence like they had fucking ladders. He jumping the fence. Yeah, and there was that one dude on the other side of the fence that already jumped over. And he like kicks through the fence and kicks the security guard in the ass. And it's like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, honestly, if you climb onto a live racing circuit, you're a stupid piece of shit. End of story. It's not fun. It's yep. not funny. I, I, I don't know. Like, in, in what possesses someone to sort of sit there and think, hey, I'm going to go onto this live circuit while there's F1 cars driving around. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, everything everything could go wrong yeah you're an actual c unit yep but you know what so is life what, what's 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 coming up next for the podcast we've got a week off all right do we take a week off next week or do we put together an episode <sighs> let's be honest our history we're gonna say we're gonna do an episode we're not gonna do an episode we're just what gonna leave we, people hanging. So why don't we say we're we not gonna, gonna do an episode and then maybe and then we surprised will. you. Yeah, exactly. Um okay. That's the plan. But so we got Vegas coming up. We've got two more races. Um we'll we'll probably do a little bit of end of season content. We'll we'll do our best to get something next week. But uh we're gonna try to make something I think we need a guest episode for sure. I think a guest episode would be good. Get somebody to mix it up because we just keep I mean, I know you guys keep coming back every week, so heck, why not? Blake's bored of me. He wants no, to swap not me bored. for someone else. No, not, we, we need somebody else to throw in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Spice up our relationship a little menage a trois. Oh, okay. You want to mm. open things up? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, Rob, Rob says Vegas is going to suck. I'm looking forward to Vegas to just let the chaos happen. It's going to be a shit show. Um, I think we're going to have lots of tire issues. They're going to have tires cold cracking because the ambient temperature will get down near freezing at night. So new track surface, it's going to be slippery as fuck. We're going to have so many smashed up cars, lots of red flags, lots of delays. So uh, if you're getting up early, yeah, mm. exactly. These cold tires brought to you by Terry Black's Barbecue. Oh, my oh, God. God. But but speaking of, let's let's little... Um, Let's talk about next season. I think next season we need to get out to a European race and do a broadcast. We need to maybe consider Le Mans. Uh, we, you know, we want to, and also we'd like to run into a bunch of you guys because we see you guys day in, day out in the comment section on YouTube, in the YouTube live chats, interacting with us on Twitter. And I think that would be super, super fun. Miss Hellcat says, "Come to Belgium." I would, I would literally. I don't care if we burn money going to Spa. Uh, I yeah. can't go to Spa, unfortunately, uh, because there's too many hills and I'm too fat to walk up them. You'll be fine. It's fine. Just well, uh, push we'll, me we'll around in the trolley and I'll have, I'll have one of those hats with the two beer cans on either side. You can just push me around and I'll say something now and again. Mm. Mm. 
deal. So on that note, uh, I think you guys should make sure that you're supporting your local butchers. I know it's getting cold. Get some chickens, some sausages, um, maybe some beef or pork ribs soon. If you're not into the meats and you're vegan or vegetarian, big respect to you as well. Um, so yeah, support your little, uh, your local green grocer and all that stuff. So make sure to check in on your mates as well. The weather's getting a bit gloomy. I'm getting a little bit sad. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Check your balls. Definitely. Definitely do that again. Not, not a joke. Do check them. Yeah. We did have someone message the podcast and say, I don't know if you saw this, but they checked no, and see. they found something and they got it all sorted. So that oh. makes it worth it in my opinion. Yeah. Seriously though. Uh, Aston Martin posted a really nice piece as well. For, yes, they um, did. Yeah. You know, talking about checking for testicular cancer and lumps and bumps. Have, have a mess around. Make sure that you are healthy because that stuff will fuck you up massively. Yeah, you guys be safe.